الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم In the last time we gathered we spoke about the power of the two rak'ah before the fajr prayer and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said about these two rak'ah that it is better than the world and whatever it contains. And we highlighted this. We talked about how these two rak'ah, which are sunnah, and they come before the fard prayer of fajr. And this is the way we start our day. These two rak'ah are so powerful and so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that it is khayrun min dunya wa ma fiha. It is better than the world and whatever is contained within the world. Now, we kind of highlighted how this is exclusively to this deed. But the reality is that every deed is valuable in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you could say that every deed is more valuable than anything this world contains. Because every deed will carry over into the hereafter. Whereas whatever is contained in this world will not carry over to the hereafter. And if you look through hadith, you'll see time and time again that this turaka concept comes up. This turaka of nafil prayer Time and time again, it's mentioned as having power and having the ability to attract Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention in a very peculiar way. So, it isn't exclusive to those two rak'ahs. Any two rak'ah that a person prays directed toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with attention carries tremendous power. So, there's a few examples. The first example is if you, a person who has to make a, a believer has to make a major decision in their life, right? They have a major decision that they need to make. They're, let's say they are applying for a job and they're now, they've now been offered a position. Now they have to decide, should I take this position, should I not? And this, this job is in a different city, it's in a different state. And you look at the, uh, you look at the back and forth that goes on in a person's mind when they're making decisions. Some people literally will go crazy over this, thinking, what if, I, what if this is not the right decision for me? What if I take it and it ends up being miserable? What if I take it and, you know, three months later they let me go? What if I take it and I move my whole family with me and, you know, within two, three weeks we find out that this isn't what's best for us and we don't have any friends over there and we've now sold our house? And, you know, this, this sort of a thing happens time and time again in a person's life these major decisions that a person has to make, it tears them apart from the inside. So the Prophet ﷺ highlighted a salah of istikhara that a person can perform, where a person turns their attention toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a mere five minutes. They pray their two rak'ah with devotion, and after that salah, they make the dua of istikhara, and they ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put khair in whatever it is that they're going to uh, pursue. And they move on. And they move on. Right? I mean, this is the solution for so much havoc that goes on internally, just two rak'ah of istikhara. And what's interesting is um, that it resolves any complex decision that you need to make. Right? Any complex decision that you need to make is resolved from salat al-istikhara. This is two rak'ah of prayer. You look at uh, salat 
Salatul uh, Haja, for instance, right? This is the prayer of need. That when a person is in need of something, right? So previously, is a person has to make an important decision, they have Salatul Istikhara, two rak'ah of prayer, and then followed by the du'a. And technically, I mean, if you don't even know the Arabic of the du'a, but you sort of understand the meaning of it, and you say that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will give you khair in that too. Then you have need, in times of need, right? And this happens time and time again, right? Your child becomes sick or your relative becomes sick. And you know that, okay, this is a, you're in a desperate situation. Or you're not, you're just the person's sick. And you know, you recognize at that point in time that, wow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is truly in charge and he can make this thing go in any, any direction he wants it to go, right? The odds are, you know, never, never for you. They're never against you. They're up to whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to be. It could be that you have a 1% chance of this illness going this way, right? And a 99% chance that it'll go in your favor and you could end up that 1% or vice versa. Right? All these thoughts go through our mind. So at the time in the time of need, Salatul Haja, you can pray. What is that? Two rakah that you pray toward Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with devotion and with attention, and then you make a du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and you ask that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala fulfill your need for you. you have, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala fulfill your need for you. So your decisions are taken care of, your needs are now taken care of. Salatul Tawbah comes to mind, right? That's a salat. These are all basically these all come in hadith. Salatul Tawbah comes to mind. What happens in Salatul Tawbah? Right? A person who engages in sin repeatedly then recognizes that they need to turn their attention back to Allah Ta'ala. That person is, uh, is desperate at that point in time. Right? This is a different form of desperation. There's desperation for uncertainty of a decision you have to make. There's desperation at a time when a person is in need uh, of something from Allah. And then there's desperation when a person recognizes that they've been sinning and turning away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide for the believer? Salatul tawbah. And what does that consist of? Two prayer. And all a person has to do is pray two rakah, turn their attention toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive them and they move on. Now look, how much, when a person transgresses against Allah and repeatedly engages in sin, it causes a lot of issues internally, right? It's not, most people that engage in sin, they're not happy with what they do. You know, they're not content with it. Let's say that they're in, they, uh, they've been earning you know, haram money, for instance. Right? You feel guilty about it. Right, you've you're you're perpetually engaging in some some sin. For instance, you feel guilty about it, and that guilt then transpires, and it uh, it, it then transcends. Right, it becomes sadness. It becomes uh, guilt. It becomes sadness. It becomes depression, and it and the person that perpetuates. So it should be that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would have created a very complex mechanism for a person to be able to turn back to Him and repent to Him. But it's very straightforward. It's two rakah of prayer. You you ask Allah to forgive you sincerely, and then you move on with life. You don't harp over that matter, right? It's the same thing with istikhara as well. If someone had to make a major decision, right? What do you do in today's day and age? They'll say you decide that you need to invest in this business. Should I invest in this business or not? Their stock is this much right now. You know, I've been following it for the last few years. What do you do? People will spend thousands of dollars going to a broker. Or they'll go to a financial analyst or they'll go to a financial planner and ask them, what do you think about this? And then they'll go to multiple people and they'll never feel content with the decision. They can go to their financial planner. They can go to their, they can, they can research things on their website. You'll never feel content. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Don't go all through, you don't have to go through all that craziness. Pray two rakah istikhara, ask for me to put khayr in that decision, and then you move on. You leave that, you leave that behind. Right? Salatul Haja, when a person is in time of need, you you take your measures, but the measures are you could there's no limit to the, the measures that you can take. Let's say your your someone falls ill. I mean, how many medical opinions can you get? It doesn't end, 
right? How many websites could you research trying to find what the best way is to deal with this issue? You'll go crazy looking at it. And I know this because I see it, right? People think they have something wrong with them or they know they have something wrong with them. And rather than just accepting that I'm just going to go through this treatment plan or hope that this works out for me, what happens? They go crazy. They'll see physician after physician after physician, hospital after hospital after hospital. They're in this state of desperation that they're willing to go to extreme measures. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created such a simple two rakah of prayer. Two rakah of prayer. Five minutes of your time with devotion and dedication. You pray your salat al-hajjah and you move on. You could leave that behind now. That worry stays behind. You don't have to keep thinking about it. Salat al-Tawbah, right? I mean, what, what, what should a person have to do in order to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? You should have to give up half of your wealth or all of your wealth for Allah ta'ala to accept your, your, uh, to accept your tawbah. It should be that a person has to continuously fast for 40 days in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept their tawbah, right? Because of the transgression against him. It should be that a person has to, you know, maybe... Uh, uh, continuously perform, you know, 100 salahs in the masjid without a break, right? That would be, that's that would be the appropriate penalty, or, or the appropriate way of which we could attract Allah's attention, such that He would forgive us. And yet Allah Taala put the ability, put that in just two rakah of salah, right? So two rakah of salah has such extreme power that in every, in most matters of our life, if not every matter in our life, it can be taken care of with these two rakah. And it and so go, now going back to the to the to last time when we talked about how rakat al fajri khayru min dunya wa ma fiha the two rakah of fajr is more powerful than the world and whatever it contains, and then you say the two rakah of salat al duha the two rakah of salat al tasbih the two rakah of salat al haja the two rakah of salat al tawbah the two rakah of salat al istikhara these these have tremendous power, and it's something that we as a community have have forgotten. Now, its power lies in twofold, and this is the point I want to sort of maybe hammer home and then and conclude. One power, it's obvious, right? It's that we attract Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention into the matter by praying to Allah. So if we have a need, or if we have a doubt, or if we have a decision we need to make, or if we've, made, uh, if we've transgressed against Allah, we've committed a crime against Allah, well, the first thing that a person has to do is they have to attract Allah's attention and then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever he wants. And nothing attracts Allah's attention better than two rakah of prayer. So you turn your attention toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you attract Allah ta'ala's attention upon you, and then you ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever you want to ask for. That's one power, and that's the, uh, that's the more apparent reason for those two rakah. But if you think further about it, there is this other added benefit. And that is that turning to Allah Ta'ala with two rakah of salah in a time of need or in a time of difficulty or, in, in, if, or for any of the reasons that we had just mentioned, it serves as a reminder for us as well. And it's a much needed reminder. It's a much needed reminder. Look, when a person prays istikhara to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala because of a major decision they have to make, What's the, the, the end phrase of it? Uh, oh Allah, make uh, or you know make uh, the decision for me wherever make um, put khair in the decision for me wherever that may be, wherever it may be. Maybe what I'm thinking, maybe what I'm not thinking is best for me. But wherever whatever it is, put khair in it. Wherever it is. Now the reality is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala always has what's best in mind for the believer. 
Right? This is every circumstance. So even independent of istikhara, we are by default, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has what's best in mind for us. But we often forget that. Right? We often forget that. So it's in times when we have to make major decisions that we then turn to those two raka'ah. And then when we recite those du'a, we recall that, wow, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already has what's best in mind for me. This is kind of a formality. This is something that I should have been believing all along, but I got lost in the craziness of this world, thinking that actually A was responsible and B was responsible and C was responsible for my happenings. When in reality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was in charge all along and He's going to direct whatever's khayr for me regardless. And see, it's, like, it's an exercise. And the, per, the more a person engages in it, the more they exercise. And you'll see sometimes when you pray istikhara, you know, this contentment immediately falls upon your heart immediately after you pray the salah, right? Before you even wait for the night or whatever else, you know, people tend to do. Immediately you get the sukun and the, you will get even more sukun when you reflect upon the meaning of it. Why? Because you're realizing that Allah Ta'ala is in charge of everything that happens to me. And whatever decision He decides for me, inshallah, will be what's best for me anyway. And I wish I had realized that rather than, rather than worrying about this particular matter, if I just appreciated Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's control over my matters all the time, then that would be sufficient. But because we as human beings tend to forget, right? Human beings, insan, we tend to forget this principle. Istikhara is this opportunity for us to remind ourselves that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why am I worrying about this anyway? Allah Ta'ala already has what's best in mind for me. He's the one who's in charge. He will do what's best for me anyway. I can't believe I was going that crazy over it. Why didn't I just think of turning back to him earlier? Suratul Hajjah, right? What's the, the dua of Hajjah that comes and the end of it? Uh, that, oh Allah, don't leave for me any need. Haja means need, right? So the salah of Haja is the salah of when you need something. Ya Allah, don't leave for me any need of mine um, uh, uh, that is most pleasing to you. That's most pleasing to you. Whatever is pleasing to you, Ya Allah, if that need is, if whatever need I have, if it is, if it, um, if fulfilling it, pleases you, then please fulfill it. Right? And so then we think after you pray Salat al-Hajjah and you read the du'a and you think, SubhanAllah, you know, I thought I needed this. I really, I'm really focused on this thinking that I needed this. Uh, but ultimately, I don't even know if this is what's best for me, this need that I have. But Ya Allah, if this need is what's best for me, then Ya Allah, fulfill it. If it's according to your pleasure, please fulfill it. Now, this mindset we should, we should always have whenever we are in need, we should think, Consciously, we should think, right? That, Ya Allah, if this is what's best for me, Ya Allah, please fulfill it. Ya Allah, if this person is ill, Ya Allah, my, my loved one is ill, Ya Allah, uh, we ask that you grant that person shifa. If this is what's best for them, please grant them shifa. Ya Allah, I have a need. I need to do well on my exam. Ya Allah, you know, if this need is, is pleasing to you or fulfilling this need is pleasing to you, Ya Allah, please fulfill it. This should be consciously going through our mind at all times, but it doesn't because we're human beings. So then you have Salat al-Hajjah. So you have this five minutes of time where you clear everything from your mind and you begin to direct your full attention on Allah. And then you reflect upon the meaning of what you're asking and you're reminded that, wow, this was nothing I needed to worry about to begin with. Right? I didn't need to go crazy over this. Like, this is the, the added benefit of, these, of, of, the, of, of praying these rakahs and bringing these into our life. That it provides clarity of mind amidst all this confusion and craziness. Right? I mean, how much... <clears throat> If you think about it, 
even five minutes of time where a person is able to focus on something during the day, in particular, focus on the divine during the day, is extremely powerful, right? And this is why we, we've talked about this in the last few methods as well, right? The, the attention that's given now to the well-being of a human being's emotional health, they say that if you spend just a few minutes of time just focused on one thing, right? Purposely look at your watch. Purposely look at the colors on the wall with purpose, with intention, you know, without any judgment, purposely engage in this activity for five minutes and it'll provide clarity of mind. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this in our salah. So anytime we have some difficulty or anytime we have some challenge, He's created this by design that, look, for five minutes, you're going to focus purposefully, with intention, you're going to focus on me. And then you're going to focus on me and you're going to ask for me from whatever you, for whatever you need and I'm going to give this for you. <clears throat> so this is the design that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So one benefit is that two rak'ah of salah attracts Allah's attention. Certainly, we, we recognize that, we appreciate that, and then we ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter. But the other significant benefit of engaging in these supererogatory prayers is that it reminds us of the true reality of this world. That being that Allah ta'ala created it. He's in charge. He's responsible. He's, he's the one who fulfills every need. He's the one that removes every uh, desire from our hearts. He's the one that has the ability to forgive us for every mistake that we've made. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power. And he's reminding us that, look, you may forget these principles. You may forget this, but recognize that this is the reality of this world. So throughout the course of the day, engage in these salahs. Right? It begins with the Salah of Fajr, the two rak'ah Fajr prayer that we talked about last time. Khayru mina dunya wa ma fiha. So much better than the world and whatever it contains. Why? Because whatever you are going to pursue the rest of the day is not going to have any value compared to those two rak'ah Fajr prayer. Right? So the same principle applies. No matter what mashwara I can do, no matter what consultation I can do with this big decision, it's not going to compare with the two rak'ah of istikhara. No matter what uh, extent I can go to try to seek assistance from people in a time of need, it will not have the power of Salatul Hajjah, right? No matter how much I may feel sorry for myself for a mistake or a sin that I've engaged in, it will not have nearly the amount of power that the two of Salatul Tawbah will have. So we should engage in these supererogatory prayers as much as possible, certainly because they are directly from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, but also because it reminds us of the realities of this world that we often tend to forget. And this is by design of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to be regular and consistent in performing two uh, rak'ah of nawafil prayer whenever there's any difficulty or whenever there's any challenge or whenever there's any need, whenever there's any decision that we have to make. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be consistent in this and reflect upon it during the time of the salah and then the subsequent dua that follows. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, allow us to recognize the value and the power of turning back to Him.